Uh, this is a fun podcast that takes all kinds of interesting turns, and it, we end up landing in what I call Parent Corner, talking about grace and parenting, which is also needed, and uh, really just how much we have to depend and rely upon God's grace. Not something we like to admit. We talk about Mary and Martha and just what percentage of people actually see themselves as Martha in the story of Mary and Martha. Um, so we're going to dive in here and I uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. Hello. <laughs> no. Just so stupid. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just don't do it. I don't <laughs> start my, again. When, okay, darn. <laughs> just teasing. Just teasing. I, I don't want to do the intro there. again. <laughs> okay. But my kids try to do accents and um and they're always terrible. That's, and so now you know where that they're That wasn't their... a terrible accent. I just I I I got to see the facial expression that went with it. So that's what is happening over here, Fathom Beyond Sunday well, listeners. We've wasted thirty seconds of your life. <laughs> yes. You'll never get those back. You'll never get those back. But oh. from here on out, we're in here. We're we're diving straight good. in. We're here for your good. <laughs> yes. Um, so we are in a sermon series titled grace and this past weekend, you again got to be in the room without Mm -hmm. being on stage. Mm -hmm. How is that for you? We are going to take just a minute or two. It's good. It's really good. It's really good for my soul. I I love to receive the word. You know, I really do. I I think it's, it should be a quality of every preacher that Mm -hmm. they like to receive the word from others. If they don't, then I I actually think we've got larger problems, you know, that they just want to hear the sound of their own voice. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, when I, when I went on sabbatical last summer and I didn't preach for 12 weeks, I honestly didn't know how I'd feel. I had never, I mean, in the past you know, 15, 16, 17 years, I had not gone that long right. of like not preaching. Um, even like a few weeks. You right. I had gone without preaching. I was preaching every time, multiple times a week, times te- doing teaching. And so, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, pastors, preachers can let their identity be woven into just that platform or mm-hmm. that. And I was actually really pleasantly surprised that it was not like a core identity thing, that I was not yeah. like, hurting because it was not playing in my life was i excited to, yeah i was excited to get in get back into it i'm, I'm called to it right and, but uh it's a great feeling to yeah. answer your question yeah i love i love receiving the word that's awesome that's awesome yeah. i'm glad like because i think so many times um because it was you know pastor appreciation and things like that we we want to be able to i don't know like give you a break and hear my air quotes in that like yeah. <laughs> give, because you are called to it it's not something that right. depletes you mm-hmm. it, it's energizing and it's wonderful cuz you're all you're receiving that word yeah. before you're pouring it out yeah. right so it's it's something you're receiving and so it's not like it's depleting to you but at that same time we want to we want to like, okay, well, you don't have to do all the things, yeah. you know, today or whatever. So this church is so good to us. Like we, <laughs> we, we're just so thrilled, um, to be able to call this place our home. And even though like God called us here to help, you know, plant it and, um, you know, lead it. Um, we're, we're, we feel well loved and, and, and cherished for who we are, not just what we do. And, and, and I hope everybody, you know, feels that and yeah. senses that in their own, in their own right. So, yeah. yeah. As that is how God loves us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And segue into grace yeah, is that how God loves us is for for who we are, um, mm-hmm. who he has created us to be, and not for, 
for what we do. And so David. Let's just stop there and just talk (laughs) for that on that a lot of just being loved for who we are and, and not for what we do. Cause that's just not our society. Mm-mm. No, it's like not just what have you done, but what have you done lately Absolutely. for me? You know, you're Absolutely. Old, old news, you know. Um, you ever have that feeling um, when you need to reach out to somebody and like you need something? But you haven't talked to him in a little bit. Don't oh, it's you hate so that? gross. Oh, it's like gosh. you actually go back and look in your text messages and see that the last time you texted them was for a different need. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the worst. I just hate that it's built off that, and and you know that happens. You know, at, at times, you know, it's some people if they're in the service industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you if you're in a service industry. You shouldn't be too offended by it. That's your job. It's <laughs> like you right. are serving others and helping, you know. Or so if, you're all, if your relationship is only a business relationship. Right. This is, yeah. Then that's um, normal. Yeah. But when there's other dynamics at play, you know, I, I think of pastoral leadership, right? There, there's more there. And so there is, there, there is this um, cultural aspect of just being cared for, like, for what, what you do. I was just talking with a, a family member who's getting ready to retire from ministry and they were talking to another pastor who's recently retired and they said, you know, it's it's crazy because people need you for so long and you think that you're needed, you know, and you really find out like who just loves you for you, mm. you know, after they don't need anything from you. And um, I don't know, we're just uh, off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I think it all is really right in the territory of, of grace and just God loving us for right. who we are and to receive his grace is not the easiest thing to do because we're, um, I don't know, we're, we're, we're wired up with this kind of performance, go, go, go mm-hmm. um, mentality that our culture has kind of fostered in us, Right. right? Yeah. And I think, I mean, even from a young age, I know David talked a little bit about performance, like parenting and, and that in his message, but even, even from a young age, right. There's, um, we start out with a, with grading systems and with whether or not even, even going to the pediatrician has your kid hit this, you know, mark or whatever, Mm -hmm. are they doing this at this age and things like that. And it's, it's not about, um, love when you're talking to the pediatrician, but it is, it's, it's already like gearing up for performance for Mm -hmm. what we do Mm -hmm. and when we do it and do we do it on schedule and can we, you know, can we be counted on for this or that or the other thing? And it starts so young. It's not, um, something that, you know, you wake up when you're 18 years old and you're a legal adult. And now is when people are counting on you for performance based things. Like very often it's something that starts pretty young, um, where we're, what we're doing, um, we can kind of find identity in that and what we do mm-hmm. um, instead of just actual character qualities mm-hmm. of, of who we are. But but like, you know, I'm a dancer or I'm a singer or I'm a whatever. Yeah. One of the things David said was performance and grace can't coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- where did you think he was going with that? Like where was your brain? Yeah, so... For me, I, I maybe would have said it slightly differently because, I mean, in this world, they both exist, right? They both exist at the same time. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, 
with in technicality, like they, but, but it's not grace is, has nothing to do with performance. They are, they are on different ends of that pendulum you've talked about, right? Like performance is you're earning and grace is not a reward. It's not something earned. It is something given. It is a gift that is different. And I think for me, the idea that grace and performance can't coexist is actually now that sticky language for me. That's sticky language for me because when he asked who in here is a Martha, right? So who's, who's performance-based? Like, who is that? And I raised my hand just the same as he did. Um, had my husband been next to me, he would have laughed too and then said, yeah, put your hand up. Um, who tends to be performance-based? And so now for me, this language, grace and performance can't coexist, is sticky language for me to remind myself. It is not about what you do. It is not about what you are doing. It is about who you are in me. Mm -hmm. It is about who you are now that you have received grace. And, and almost, do you remember that you received grace? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're doing and you're, you're moving and you're going and you're rushing. And I mean, not that this is part, this is trimmed out. So if you, if you listened to the sermon podcast, you didn't hear my communion message, but that was literally <laughs> my communion yeah. message is the doing and the hows and the whys and the wins and the yeah. where, what, huh? <laughs> what yeah. am I supposed to do? How am I going to do what I need to do for you, Jesus? Mm -hmm. And that reminder of that my, my performance isn't, I'm not going to earn grace. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have earned grace. And I'm not trying to earn it now because it's already been given. Yeah. So now, like I said, for me, now that's going to be, that's a reminder. I actually like the way that he said it, yeah. even though I wouldn't have, right. I wouldn't have gone Done there, that. but I really like the way he said it because it's a reminder for me. What percentage of people do you think would say they're a Martha and not a Mary? Of people I know or people in the world? I don't know. Either <laughs> one. Either one. I mean, I think... Probably, I would say 85% of people I know would say, the 85% of my circle would say that they are a Martha. Yeah, so, I, and I would say, um, absolutely, I, it may be higher than that. Right. I'm being conservative yeah. in my 85, right? Um, in, in the population. Um, it's, because it's not a personality type. You know, I think a lot of times we think it's personality type. Oh, right. It's not mm -hmm. a personality type. Mm -mm. You know, it's... Um, and it's not even like a a gift set, right? It's a um, it's a purity of focus in mm -hmm. what we do and uh, choosing the, the the greatest good, which is right. um, which is Jesus, yeah. you know, in His presence and um, what what He's doing um, in us and through us. And ultimately, it's a process. I mean, what Mary's doing, she's not like killing it. Right. She's not doing anything. Right. Well, I mean, not uh, that we can see. Right. <laughs> she's effectively, she's sitting and she's learning. Mm -hmm. she, she's resting and learning and hungry to grow and learn. And, um, and that's what we miss out on when we're distracted mm. is we miss out on real growth, you know, cause we're busy. Right. Because we're busy performing and doing our best out of good motives many times and mm -hmm. sometimes subconscious, 
you know, overachieving, whatever it might Mm be. Um, I'm just, you know, speaking to myself there, but, um, but so often we're, we're missing out on some tremendous grace and wisdom and learning and knowledge that, that Jesus wants to teach us on the journey. Um, no matter what we've got going on. And so just resting, just resting in, in God's grace, um, I think was rest in grace, I think was my, my, you know, part of my message on the first part of this. But, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot from this uh, message. I think it gives us a lot to chew on and just the idea of his grace being sufficient for our weakness, Yeah, you know, is, is another thought that, you know, keeps. Yeah. As, as David was preaching on Sunday, I was reminded back to uh, Pastor Shannon's message the week before Mm -hmm. um, about devotion, right? So in that part of Mary and Martha, that Mary's devotion was evident, Mm -hmm. right? If that, this, that if we do everything, I think his was like, is everything we do out of a devotion Mm -hmm. to God? If everything you're doing out of, out of devotion to God, you're set up for an amazing, um, and in in an amazing place for him to work through you and work, work in you and work through you. And that's what Mary for sure did. It was her devotion is evident. I don't think that Martha's lacking devotion. Mm -hmm. It's just that her devotion is to the task. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, her devotion is to the task, and and maybe to her guests. Yeah. But but Jesus is there. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a, um, you know, I I'd say it's a I don't want to call it a tension. You know, there's this old Andy Stanley quote: "Is it a problem to be solved or a tension to be managed?" And I don't know. It, it, with different people, it might be different things, but there's just a reality to our world that you know stuff's got to get done, particularly if you're mm-hmm. one responsible for something. So we, right. you know, I don't think the complete eradication of the to-do list is the way forward, <laughs> right? Right. I, I think there is this, there is this reframing internally of our motivations mm-hmm. that must take place. Right. And so... And that's not attention. Like, that is a problem to be solved. It's going to have to come back up and have to be surrendered mm-hmm. once again. Um, but I, I, I just want to kind of say, like, I don't think there's any escaping some of the inevitabilities and responsibilities of our world, which kind of right. pull us away. And at times, that they can just, they can pull us into this way that is not the way. Right. They can pull us into this performance thing. And that's, frankly, that's not uncommon. You know, uh, from the, the New Testament scriptures, Paul mm-hmm. says, "Like who cut in on you?" I love that phrase <laughs> that you. He he tells um, uh, New Testament Christians, you know, who have been set free. They're set free from the law, to do list, if you will, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right? Spiritual to do list. Um, they've been set free from that, and he says, "Hey, you guys were set free." Writes to them. Like who cut in on you, and now you're you're not free. Like the to do list seems to be overbearing you once again. The spiritual mm-hmm. to do list, right? And maybe that's just a reminder for somebody to to remember the freedom that you have in Christ yeah. today. Yeah, because I mean, and there are plenty of there are plenty of imperatives in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Plenty, right? 
<laughs> there are loads of them. Yeah. More than you think, really. <laughs> For sure. Oh, <laughs> more my than gosh. You, more than you probably think. Absolutely. <laughs> There's tons of imperatives in the scriptures, and so we are instructed and requested, like re- instructed, requested, commanded are, mm-hmm. are what those imperatives are, right? Instructed, requested, or commanded to do different things. So it's not as if even our, even the holy to-do list is going to go away, Mm -hmm. right? Because Jesus' last words were go. That's an imperative. That's Mm -hmm. a do. That's a thing. That's an action, right? So it isn't going to go away. But again, that motivation, if, if I go having not sat at his feet, yeah, then where, then what good am I in the going? And what's the manner in which I go? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and am I going on my own or am I going with him? Am I going Absolutely. with others? Absolutely. Have I, have I gone before he told me to go? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I go the wrong place? Did I go where he didn't tell me to go? Yeah. Or have I sat at his feet to know mm-hmm. where I'm going, why I'm going? Yeah. And I think there's a real cultivating of, presence, like cultivating the presence of God, not cultivating the presence of God, but practicing the presence of God Mm -hmm. is the the old phrase. That like Eugene Peterson quote, um, I just quoted Eugene Peterson. (laughs) um, Practicing the presence of God is a a Brother Lawrence um, line that I think was, you know, you know, passed on and on, but there was, um, I think it's just, I think cultivating patience, you know, in a very impatient culture. I think is it just to go to what you said there of like, am I going where and when and mm-hmm. how Jesus asked me to? That oftentimes it's we've got to be patient and patient to what He's doing, patient to what He's doing in us and when He wants to to do it, and that He. I I think the real, the, I think in the final part of this series, I'm going to talk about the grace of God's Spirit living in us. Mm-hmm. Um, that is necessary that we often take off without. Right. Um, but we can't. None mm-hmm. of it's possible without the grace of His Spirit working in us. Um, and so the patience to let the Spirit do what He's going to do in us, let God, you know, um, bring it to full effect yeah. in us and mature it in us. Yeah. Right, because if we're, if we're being impatient, then we might mistake it for he's not going to do it mm-hmm. like that we're if we're like rushing yeah. ahead or um that we are and this is i think um a lot of where maybe even where david's um s- message was s- sat for a little while is that we're not worthy of him doing it right or like we're yeah. we have to earn him doing it we have that sort of thing that oh if if we are impatient with god then we'll confuse our impatience with his unwillingness. Yeah. We'll confuse our impatience with, um, like his inability. Mm-hmm. I mean, come yeah. on, like, yeah. which is crazy, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. but we do it. Yeah, we do it. Um, I, I just, uh, I just had a thought, can we just talk about like grace and parenting and please. Per, like talk about his performance with parenting? So all parents, sure. This is for you. If you don't have kids yet, hang on. You're going to need this at some point. <laughs> or you'll need it with your nephews and nieces. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, if your kids are already grown, you'll need it with your grandkids, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, because, man, we, we really do parent in, in such a way so many times naturally. 
um, our go-to is really performance-driven. Yeah. You know? And so to integrate um, grace into our parenting is hard, you know? Um, Sometimes we see it, you know, after the fact. Um, So it's hard to see it in the moment. Ugh. Um, I had a situation, we'll call this parent corner right now, and we'll just kind of go down this lane, but <laughs> yeah. um, had a situation the other night where I'd asked my kids to do something, um, and like literally no one responded, like no one, like didn't even acknowledge I was in the room. Right. So I asked again, and like... And there are three humans who could have responded. Yeah. Literally not a peep. Like, I, so I do, I did what parents do you know, do. And I I lifted my voice a little bit louder now. Can you (laughs) hear me now? And, um, and man, one of mine just broke down, of course, when daddy uses his, you know, very firm voice. Mm -hmm. The big voice. Um, You know, and, and I, I, I reflected on that because I think so many parents, we find ourselves in this tension, right? We're trying to, you know, there's a, an expectation of honor and respect, right? Mm-hmm. That you're you're going to listen. You're not going to ignore me in that situation. There is, you know, I, I think there also is this level of, like, obedience, you know, that y- you don't get the opportunity to really talk back about this. I think right. we help form and uh, help our kids understand what it is to be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. I think it's, 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 it's not nothing. Right. Um. Now, I think the challenge of parenting, and uh, your your oldest is, is a little bit older than my oldest, but kind of getting into these teenage years and towards adulthood, I think are, there's still like this expectation of like obedience, you know, there, but there's also this this process, this very slow process, a five, six, seven year process, mm-hmm. um, and, and those who have grown kids may say a lot longer than this. <laughs> of some independence, you know, and to where it's not just because I'm saying it, but you actually are understanding this and able to to apply these things, not only because I say so. And then me letting you make mistakes too. Right. And and watching the, <laughs> the right. fallout with that, which is a painful part of parenting. But, it really is. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of go off for a second and talk a little bit about... This and the challenges of it, I, going back to the situation I was, I was dealing with, um, you know, so I, I reflected, like, was I, you know, was this not the character of God in this situation? Where I, was I impatient? Well, yeah, the, after the third time, I got impatient and, um, you know, spoke up. And I think as parents, we can kind of get caught up in our head, like, how do I integrate this into my parenting and so that my kids aren't growing up so performance driven great they can achieve great things but um but they most importantly they understand the grace of god and are able to live that out and have our true connection with him i don't know any reflections you have on that i'm literally just reflecting here (laughs) on my week (laughs) i think i mean the old testament is full of god raising his voice after the 30th time or whatever right (laughs) like So Got a lot of examples on there's, that. There's there's plenty of examples of that, particularly like right there in Hosea, right? <laughs> what David was talking about, even of the names of the, mm-hmm. the children and things like that. But um it is so difficult 
Um, because as we are shaping them, God is shaping us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we'll do it. We'll do it wrong sometimes mm-hmm. and we'll get it right sometimes. And we'll like maybe ride a little bit of a high when we get it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, Oh, I got that. I feel like I got that right somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and then we'll find out, you know, a year down the road that actually we got that almost right. Mm. And now we're getting it right or mm. something like that. Right. Yep. It's just this constant process of, of being refined by God as mm-hmm. he continues to pour out his grace on us. And I do think that there's, um, it would be impossible, uh, for me to, to get up every morning and to continue at the job of parenting without his grace. Yeah. It, I, I am saying for, for sure. me, I yeah. recognize that, <laughs> that that is not the world that we live in, but I, it, it is so, it is such a huge task, um, and a weighty one that without, without his grace for my shortcomings, um, and without his example of forgiveness, I wouldn't know how to forgive. And without Israel's example of repentance and needing forgiveness, I wouldn't even know how to come back to, I have to repent to my kids all the time and mm-hmm. ask for forgiveness yeah. from them all the time. Um, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that yeah. <laughs> spend a lot of time apologizing, but I just, it's, he is, his mercies are new every single morning. And that's yeah. how I'm able to get it almost right. And then almost right again. One of the things he said this weekend was it's a love that'll humble you mm-hmm. and that we've got to be humble ourselves in order to accept God's grace. Um, and that's so true. And I think it's, that's really where I, I think a lot of parents probably find themselves, maybe even now listening to this, reflecting on where we missed it this past week, mm-hmm. right? It's hitting us. As right. I confess, somebody else is like, yeah, I got one of those too this week, right? So, <laughs> uh, it's, as soon as someone says, yeah, this happened, it, you know, you can hear the me too in the background, right? Um, which is always comforting. Um, but we've got to be humble to to accept God's grace every day mm-hmm. every day and um realize that we need it we need it we can't do this without it mm-hmm. and so that's why i told you before we started that the first john 4:16 we know and we rely on mm-hmm. the love of god for us that, that that god has for us we we rely on his love for, that he has for us, that reliance, that dependence, that I I can't do it without it. Right. It's, it's the chassis to my truck, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's the engine that makes this thing go without his love, without his grace. I I, I can't, I can't function. I can't do this parenting thing. As you said, I can't, be who, who he's called me to be. So for anybody that feels like, oh, I, I shouldn't need God's grace this much. I, I, sh- I shouldn't need his mercy. Like, who do you think you are? Right. <laughs> like, no, we know it and we rely upon it. We rely upon it. And so maybe somebody just needs permission today to like, you can rely on God's love. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this in your strength. You can rely on his grace for you. Because you need it, whether you've admitted it or not. Yeah. Maybe today's a day where you can, you know, humbly say, 
God, I have to rely on your love mm-hmm. and your grace today more than ever. And to wake up every day, um, not ignoring it, but just thanking him for this grace. Thank you, God, that it's fresh today because I know I'm going to need it yeah. at some point. And so thank you for it. And that just goes back and ties back in. I love how the scriptures always do this, but it mm-hmm. ties back into its sufficiency, mm-hmm. right? His The all grace is yeah. that it is all sufficient and that if it is, right, if, if it is, if, if his grace is sufficient in our weakness, then the expectation is that we have weaknesses, right? And that it's yeah. not, it's not that, you know, we can do that, right? We end up performance-based with ourselves Mm -hmm. and thinking like, oh, I've got to, I shouldn't need it this much or I shouldn't, but, but it's there because his expectation is that we will need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God's, if God's expectation of you is that you will need it, why would you expect different? Yeah. Why would we expect different? than God is is expecting. And, and that's why I'm really excited to get into the final part of this message, not this coming fourth part, but the fifth part, mm-hmm. um, is because it's that, that dependence on the Spirit that He gave us that with, you know, His Spirit within us to to rely on and, yeah. and to be empowered by. And so that's where, yeah. that's where this thing's headed. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm me. excited. This week, you want to give a little plug for what we're doing this Yeah, this we're going to talk about grace gifts the do you know what the the Greek word for grace gifts is? You probably do. No. Yeah, what? it's charisma. Oh, I did know that. Charisma. It's this is no, I didn't, but I did. You, you did, but you, yeah. yeah. I would never have come up with that. Charisma, but yeah, that's which amazing. is charisma, like what we know about that in mm-hmm. America, and we yeah. rely, you know, we look to these people who are specially gifted, mm-hmm. charismatic, yeah, of sorts. Um, but yeah, gonna, gonna talk about the grace gifts that God has already placed inside of us, and talk about how does God want to just try to get help help get those through us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's exciting. Living that out, so I'm excited. It's good. Well, I'm loving this series. I'm loving the different perspectives, and I love that there it that it hasn't been like okay, part one, part two, part three, part four, but like just very different. Uh, We've been all over the scripture, which is so beautiful Mm -hmm. to me that grace shows up all over the place. Um, And such a great reminder, I think, for all of us. So guys, we love you. We're glad that you um, listen in with us this week. If you need prayer, if you have questions you want answered, you can always email info at fathom.church and email in your questions or your prayer requests. Um, Another way to connect with us is by texting the keyword fathom to 97,000 and following the prompts. We're here for you. We love you. We want to connect with you um, and know how we can serve you better. So until next week, have a wonderful week. Nailed it.